You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Okay, got my Palo Santo burning. I've got a robe on. I know listeners can't see this exquisite fleece robe. And I am starting a timer. I was not kidding, Jesse. I'm starting a timer because in uh, 30 minutes or less, you're going to become a less stressed libertarian. That's what I'm trying to pull the... I hope Tom Woods doesn't mind that I'm trying to borrow his... (laughs) Fail and borrow his intro. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. <sighs> How are you today? I'm good. I'm um, ready to go to bed soon, though. <laughs> it's nine too. o'clock at night, and it's been a long day. But really, it's like... 10 15 at night because daylight savings time just happened and i know i'm still adjusting well when you have kids they they still want to wake up at six o'clock like they'll want to wake up at six in the morning even though it's now seven in the morning so you don't really when you have kids you don't really get (laughs) to enjoy the extra hour they don't understand yes also um quick sidebar i just found out recently that it's actually you know if you know what a circadian rhythm is your body gets kind of in this pattern and it's generally um linked to daylight the sun and its patterns but you go through different periods of your life where your body is actually running on a different circadian rhythm and so children through a certain age are just up are they're just a little bit ahead of everybody else so they're up early they have to go to bed early yeah um teenagers they go through a period where they're up late and they have to sleep in late like it's just that's what their body needs that's kind of like how we evolved and um old people again you know they go through we kind of regulate yeah through our adult and older ages and then like the elderly, the reason there is a reason that the early bird special is like at four thirty at night, mm-hmm. four thirty in the afternoon. I don't even know. It's at that weird twilight zone period where all the old people are out eating meatloaf and mashed potatoes because they gotta go to bed. Yep. And if you have dementia, there's a thing called sundowners where it's like as the sun is setting, they start to go a little crazy and they get a little bit. They start to hallucinate some. So it's. That's wow. why you want to get them to kind of be in bed and start going to sleep before it gets to that point. Because then they, then you really have a hard time getting them to bed. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's interesting. Well, anyway, we're here today talking about, and today, just, I thought it was very timely. Like, Jesse and I didn't record the other night on Tuesday. It's Thursday night that we're recording. And it was actually... Jesse, I'll let you. Be, I'll let you know. I almost texted you. <laughs> hey, would it be the worst thing if we didn't record this week? But since I knew that it was already decided that um, it was gonna be our stress management episode, like self care is health care, and and I think it was perfectly timed that you know you and I are both dealing with crazy amount of stress in our lives from just various things and our own respective issues but um (laughs) woke up and saw that it was 
Stress Awareness Day. Yep. I'm like, yeah, still aware. Very aware here. Yeah. Well. Quite aware. And and this is the time of year, I think, where most people are um, going to start feeling the stress because they're getting ready for the Christmas season. There's a lot of pressure to get um, your finances in order so you can buy all the Christmas presents, so you can spend time with family. And on top of that, you know, spending time with family in general is not necessarily a stress fee event as well. So, um, no, that's usually definitely stressful. Yeah. Even if you love your family, whether you love or hate your family, like you're right. Um, there's the financial burdens, there's just time and whether you have enough of it and whether you've got your own things that you've got to take care of, like, you haven't cleaned your room in days and you know it's christmas and you got to go entertain somewhere else and yep well it, a lot of energy a lot of energy goes into the christmas and thanksgiving and holiday season overall yep. there's a lot of, when you have kids too it's like you have to decorate the christmas tree together you've got you try to make it special for them and you don't want to you know skip on things just because you don't feel like you know, doing it today. Um, like this weekend, me and Sonia are going to make wreaths out of pine cones that we collected. And very, I nice. really don't want to do it. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a lot of work. I'll say like, I'm, I'm a kid, I guess still, if we can call me a kid, I, cause I'm a child of somebody. But, um, so my mom and dad, I, I don't live at home anymore, but and neither does my brother and his wife, obviously. But, um, you know, they, my mom, it's it's kind of sad, like, when she wants us to get together and decorate the tree. And we're like, we don't have time. <laughs> like, that's the last thing we want to do. Um, so do those things with Sonia now, because there's going to be times where Sonia's not going to want to do them. And then you're going to be very upset about that, as I'm sure you know and are ready for. So, um, and then me on my end you know gotta give back yeah to the to the to the old lady and it's um you know it when you look back on it you you realize like that was a precious time it was fun so yeah so I'm definitely going to try to plan a lot of things for the kids this year just you know it's just a it's a lot of stress and you know it was just me and Maddie were actually texting this morning about the various things that we've been worrying about lately and um so i just think that it's important that maybe we just i thought it would be important that we just sit down and talk about like how we manage our stress and maybe maybe our listeners can benefit from some of the things that we've learned over the years so yeah and um thought that actually like one of the reasons i went through with not texting you saying like let's bail this week um <laughs> was because i figured talking about this and this subject would help me manage my stress a bit because i would sit and kind of um get out of my own head for a minute or 30 30 minutes exactly um mm-hmm. <laughs> just to take a break and yeah like you said share some of our own practices insights things that have worked for us and honestly like some things that just get you through a day yeah well i think it's fair to say that you and i both we're not the type of people that will sit 
and just sit on our butts and let things happen to us. So if we, if something is stressing us out, we feel motivated to move and do something about what's stressing us. So, um, I'd, I'd agree. I think that when we ever come across, I think especially for our types of personalities, like if we come across a problem that we can't solve, then it's really, really hard on us. So um, I'm thinking like, you know, so a family member being sick or um, something that something that's just out of your control, that's going to be a lot more difficult to manage than maybe, you know, uh, a work project that you just, you have a deadline that you got to meet. You know that it's going to be stressful, but you know you're going to meet that deadline. Whereas like a family member being sick, you have no, I, you have no control over how that's going to happen and how, how that's going to work out. So for me, I, when things like that happen where I don't have control over it and I desperately want to control it, um, that's where I really have to kick in and do a lot of extra things. So an extra soul searching, I'm sure. Um, I know that like one of the things we were talking about before we recorded was, you know, exercise, uh, meditation, yoga. These are all things that just doing that will get your heart rate, you know, and get your blood going so that you're able to think more clearly and be able to rest more efficiently. Um, eating well too. I mean, you know, your diet is going to be important during this time, but, um, I don't know. Do you want to talk anything more about like meditation on your, like what you do when you meditate? Yeah. Well, actually, so I'll be honest. Ah, this is, (laughs) sounds like I'm admitting to like murder or something, (laughs) but, um, I haven't practiced yoga in months and I haven't meditated in months. Um, and I definitely noticed that, you know, I could see a very improved version of myself if I were to just sit down and do that. But, um, for the, for most of the past year, I've been focusing on like weight training. So I've loved what that's done to my body, but exactly what I just said, like, I love what that's done to my body. And of course, it does have um, its own effects in my mind because, it, like, with a, a more positive view of myself, my body, I have a more positive outlook and I'm able to have and garner, like, more positive thoughts about myself. I have higher self-esteem. I have more confidence. I feel better. I look better. And so I think what I know I need to work on and what I do recommend to everybody, like, Yoga is the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, yoga, I really do think, is for everybody. And um, if you ever, if you want to go back to, I did a solo episode where I kind of just talked about how I um, how I was becoming more and more of a libertarian as I was going through my yoga certification process because I think it all just sort of blended together so well, so nicely. Um and it was also during the tumultuous brand new 2016 Donald Trump presidency. And so it was just like quite the challenge to be Zen yeah. when uh, nobody else was. But um, I don't know, in some ways, um, yoga, both it just like stills your mind. Uh, it's good for your body physically. And that stillness 
or in silence in your mind if you're able to do it and like whether in the yoga practice itself or if you pair it with meditation you know it's really good for your blood pressure it's good for your stress product like the cortisol production in your body it's good for digestion it's good for sleep Mm -hmm. it's good for everything and um creating and giving yourself that it's like a gift Mm -hmm. you know it's like you have to really and i haven't given myself that gift in a long time and um don't worry, I've treated myself in other ways, like this robe <laughs> I'm in right now that nobody sees except Jesse. <laughs> Yay, me. Um, that treat treat yourself. Yeah. But um, you know, consider like these things favors for yourself. Consider them it it's truly caring for yourself. And um so if you can give yourself make your make time for like a five, ten minute meditation and i that'll look different from for everybody maybe it's like a couple instrumental songs maybe it's a couple it's a walk yeah around the block um it really is unique to the individual and it's going to be whatever kind of allows you to focus on like your physical presence in that moment and what is all going on like for you like your body cellular processes that are just, it's just all the stuff is going on without you even consciously thinking about it. Right. Like, thank God that, thank God that we've got a brain that does all this work for us. But, um, so it's kind of like a very nice self-appreciation. It reminds you that, um, like there are bigger things than that crazy thought or negative emotion that you're feeling at the present moment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's one of the, that it definitely helps me to ground me, give me some perspective and um, remember the bigger picture. Yes. Um, I was going to say, you know, if the thing that's stressing you out or bumming you out is something that you can fix or you have control over, then take control over it. Don't waste any other minute on it. Try to do what you can to fix the problem. If it's a relationship or if it's a job you hate, if it's, um, I mean, God knows all the things. If it's a family relationship that needs some mending or some healing, don't waste any time to work on the problem if it's something that you can work on. It may even just be working on yourself. Like you may realize that you're the problem and you have... Chances (laughs) are it's something that you need to fix in yourself. And like I say that as a Enneagram type one and I'm the perfectionist, I'm the reformer. And that means me. Yeah. Like, I don't expect the world to be perfect. I expect myself to be perfect. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, like, it's definitely, it's a place to start, if not the ultimate problem. You know, at least give yourself a check. Check yourself. Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, you know, if you, if there's anything that you know you, you see you can do to fix the problem, to make it go away, I guess the it's the safest thing to assume is that nobody's going to fix your problems for you. Mm -hmm. And there's a good chance that you can do something that will better the situation Mm -hmm. somewhat. And that has to be worth something. You know what I was just thinking when you were talking about that is um, like, I'm a, I'm a parent. (laughs) Uh, so I think about a lot of times, like I was just telling Maddie about how I've been having such a struggle with um, potty training my youngest. And 
you know, anybody who's potty trained their kids, they know that's a very stressful time. So, um, and you lose your cool and you don't always do, you don't always handle it well. Um, one of the things that I have found that really helps me, I just, I read a quote somewhere. I don't even know who said it or if it's a famous person, but it was like, always, uh, always be willing to apologize to your kids. And I do feel like Aww. a tremendous amount of weight is lifted off of me when I, re- when I realized that I didn't handle something right. I, like I might've yelled at the kids too loudly or I was too pushy with them about certain things. Like I, like I was trying to get them to, um, maybe I know with potty training for both of them, I felt like they needed to be potty trained already. So, um, there's been many times where I've had to just take a step back and then, you know, go back to my kids and say, you know, I am sorry that I pushed you too hard and I would, I hope that you can forgive me for that. And you would just be amazed that even just a three-year-old is able, is so appreciative when their parent is willing to admit that they were wrong. So, and it's not the end of the world to, to be wrong about things. You're not, you know, you don't immediately die the moment that now I you think, admit and <laughs> your mistakes. I think what's what's important there is that you're being honest with them. Yeah, because I think a lot of people go through childhood and life generally thinking that our parents are different than other humans, and that you know they're not also just human. Um. And so, you know, depending on when you kind of make that realization in your own life, it might um, really affect your own development. So I think that's a really mindful (laughs) way to, you know, approach things that might be driving you crazy with your own kids. Yeah. Well, and then other things that you mentioned, mindfulness, um, you know, I was... When I was a therapist, I, I would um, practice this with my patients a lot of times, you know, because um, depression and anxiety go together a lot. And you can start to get depressed if you never really work on your anxiety. Um, and you may continuously put yourself in a cycle of like stress and then negative thoughts. And then those negative thoughts stress you out and it just keeps going in a circle the mind becomes perpetual cycle. Right. The mindfulness is about breaking that cycle and saying to yourself, "Okay, I'm having negative thoughts right now." That doesn't necessarily mean that it's all that it really is all this negativity. It's just my thoughts. That's all it is. And you just mm-hmm. have to remind yourself that they're just thoughts. They're not reality. It's not the truth. And when when you admit that to yourself, you take away the scariness of the thoughts. You know, you take away the power that it has over you. So it's something that you have to kind of practice, kind of like the meditation, but it could be used with meditation a lot of times. And um, I I really highly suggest even just, you know, if you really struggle with anxiety and depression a lot, maybe pick up a book on mindfulness. And um, there's a lot of really good, easy to read books on mindfulness that can really help you break that cycle. Um, and depression too, especially this time of year when we're, when it's like just dreary outside, you don't have as much sunlight anymore. You just want to stay indoors, but sometimes you kind of have to push yourself to get out and just get some fresh air, get a little bit of sunlight on you. 
um, so you'd be surprised at just how better you feel when you just get out and get to breathe some fresh air for once. Um, I'm in that camp like with you and, um, you know, anybody listening, we're not proselytizing here. We're not know-it-alls. We don't know it all. Um, but everything you just said is something that I've definitely thought and had to get through. And, you know, I'm a constant catastrophizer. Yeah, me too. Um, or like the all but one or, you know, like when, um, maybe 10 great things happened in one day, but one bad thing happened, you focus on the one bad thing as opposed to 10 great things. And it's Mm -hmm. like, um, actually I'll say that really reminds me of something that got me through a really darker period this past year actually but um and I haven't it's another one of those things where I haven't revisited it because I haven't really needed it but I'm still very mindful of how helpful it is and so um but it goes it's another practice it's another thing you have to exercise and kind of train yourself to do but um practicing gratitude Mm -hmm. like I'll uh I'll let you know that I actually have an app that um it tells me, are you are you feeling grateful? Like write it down, and it uh, sometimes I did, I had to, and like it would give me prompts like what made you smile today or like what made today great, and you know I'd have to th- sit there and think like today sucked, <laughs> but then I was like Ugh, okay fine I can't write that, <laughs> I like, I'm not paying for an app to, to tell the world how much I suck or it sucks or all that stuff, so you know it. And you could do this without paying for it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, a little journal, um, a notepad, writing three things you're grateful for. And so, honestly, having that as a reminder, it was like breadcrumbs back to earth and back to sanity and back to more human <laughs> feelings. Right. Well, I have this thing, right, where I, and maybe it's because I've traveled to third world countries and seeing places that people live in just destitution. So I realize that'll do it too. That mm-hmm. I realize every single day how lucky I am, you know, and I would see yep. kids who are, have, they don't even own a pair of shoes. They have sewage going through past their house every day. And they are, they just seem like they are able to handle things so much better than I am. And I think it's because, it's like that, you know, first world issues. Like we just first world problems. We, we just yep. focus too much. It's like we have everything we could ever possibly imagine. So we just have to make up problems in our head. Yeah, and so that becomes a, the problem in itself. And I think that's normal because I think that human beings in general, our brains are designed to f- to solve a problem. So when we yep. say when we have solved We're all fixers, our problems, toolmakers. Yeah, when we've already had all our problems solved, um, then we just have to keep creating problems to solve, which is why I think we see what we see in our politics today. We see both sides really coming up with problems that government's supposed to solve. Either, either, yeah, either don't exist yeah. or they only exist because of something the government's already done or they exist and they will absolutely not be fixed by the government. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, it is a sign of the times and it's a sign of the stage of our society. And, you know, I, things are pretty cyclical and what is it? Um, hard times create good or good 
hard times create hard people. Hard people create good times. Good times create soft people. Soft people create hard times. Is yeah. That, something like that. Yeah. I'm I get, I, I get way, the general yeah. gist of what you're trying to say, though. And I think it's true. Um, but another thing, too, is that, you know, we're coming up on the election season. Um, like, as soon as 2020 hits, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be nuts. And it's going to be really... I am guilty of this. I will I will go and I'll, you know, watch videos on YouTube and stuff like that that get me all worked up and I get all frustrated with certain people. Um, and you have to be mindful or aware of, you know, if you're already kind of stressed out, you may be... Don't feed the right. beast. You don't want to watch the news or go online looking for things that are, you know are just going to piss you off. So sometimes you need to take a break from that. And I've realized that recently. It's like, I need to listen to music a little bit more right now. I've listened to a lot of political podcasts, a lot of philosophical stuff. And I realize I need to take a break from that for a minute and just enjoy like music that I like. Um, I started listening to books on, you know, Audible, things like that to kind mm-hmm. of get my brain away from the, from that whole thing. Cause that is something that just restresses me out over and over again. Um, so that's some, that, I mean, that's just some ideas for people out there who that are just having a hard time dealing with stress. Um, you don't want to add to it by like, you don't want to watch those cop videos that we're going to probably talk about next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I made the mistake and I opened up a video of this cop break. Like he was climbing over somebody's backyard fence and a dog came up to him and he shot the dog. And I literally screamed out loud. I was so pissed. And then I was about to go to bed. <laughs> I was like, why did I even watch this video? I need to go to sleep now. I'm so mad after watching this stupid video. Um, yeah. So. Death trap. I know. I mean, it's a video I think that needs to be seen by most people. But. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, there is a time and a place <laughs> for all these things that are actual problems and we actually do have to face. And I think some of the reason that certain problems do exist is because a certain degree of apathy and, um, and not paying attention and looking the other way and, or actually being misled. Thank you, corporate press. Um, (laughs) speaking of project Veritas, Mm -hmm. what they came out with this week and that, that lady had that story for three years and just sat on it. Yeah, that was, that's another thing. How can you live with yourself? I don't know. Anyway, wow. um, that's for another episode, I guess. But um, Yeah, and I mean, that's just, that's one reason why I can't watch the news. Just the, just the oh, unprofessionalism of all of it is just ridiculous. No, and it's just, I can't, I can't stand their personalities. I can't stand, I hate commercials. So that doesn't, yeah. <laughs> that really doesn't help. I, I don't watch TV, period, because I hate commercials. Um, and yeah, and, and I'd rather kind of consume news in my own way and on my own time. Like I think reading is probably better because you have time to breathe, take it in. But the news on TV is very reactionary and that's what sells. And so it is meant to get you really amped up and hurry up and go vote for the left or hurry up and go vote for the right. Like it's all just to use you and get you to the polls and to vote for candidates that you probably wouldn't vote for if you had a 
second to think about like what those people are actually saying and uh, the ideas they're promoting yeah well and a thing that i was going to say is that um yeah with anxiety too is that sometimes we will try we'll get to that peak of anxiety where we just are like maybe we're about to have a, t- a panic attack or we just feel like we can't take it anymore so we'll do something to just keep us to avoid that feeling again or to bring us back down but sometimes you have to really let yourself go through that emotion so that that wave of anxiety goes all the way back down again so mm-hmm. um sometimes anxiety can be a good thing because it tells us that we're doing something wrong and we need to fix that so if we just avoid it like we sleep in bed all day and we don't get up out and clean our house or you know fix the the chair that's broken in the living room or something like that you know we're not you know we're just not going to uh handle things well in life and we're just going to keep having that problem it will never go away so yeah and i and i guess i wouldn't say just so i'm kind of clear that complete avoidance isn't management it's yeah what it's avoidance and that will only make things pop up worse later for you and for people on a bigger scale i'd say um but you know um it's kind of building up your armor so maybe you're not ready to watch the news or maybe you're not ready to um watch certain clips online but you know i i think reading honestly it's a lost art yeah but i think there's so much to benefit from the pace at which you're able to consume that information you know we're at a very fast-paced world everything we watch everything or we listen to everything on like audible or a podcast and i'm guilty of all of this because i really don't have time to sit and read but um i do love it when i again it's one of those things where you gotta give yourself back something sometimes so i find times where um i'm really stressed out i'm just like all right you know what i'm gonna make reading a practice this week and i'm gonna sit i'm gonna wake up and read or i'm gonna read before bed um so how what that's another thing i do to manage stress like i give myself little presents yeah i think for me long hot showers is my de-stress time so sometimes i'll just wait until the end of the day and after everybody's asleep i'll take a nice hot shower before bed and i'm good um that sounds yeah good. but i love i love sitting in my bed and reading at night that's what i usually i used to do for the longest time and i need to get back and doing that to doing that again but yeah definitely just also just recognize that some problems you just can't fix like for example we'll just bring it back to politics since we are a political podcast um, Donald Trump is not your daddy. He doesn't live in your house with you. Mm-hmm. He can't do anything to you inside your house, in front of your family, at work, in your car. So he shouldn't occupy that much time in your ma- your mind. If you hate him that much, yeah, then don't let him in there. If you hate him, you've like... let him in your head too much. If you're already to that mm-hmm. point, I'm indifferent to him. So whatever. Um, I enjoy his Twitter. I don't think there's any politician that I really like sit around and just get really pissed off about. 
eh, I really don't like Bernie Sanders or like Elizabeth Warren or AOC. Again, like I only give them a very specific amount of my brain power because, but, but like what does irk me is that they are fighting and vying for this power like the totalitarians that they are to rule every aspect of my life and they get their filthy socialist paws on. So that, yeah. you know, brings me some anger, I, I'll say. I guess I can kind of understand that because when we were in our last election season, Hillary Clinton bothered me so much. It just... Oh, yeah. Well, her too. She I irked mean, me. Literally Satan. I wouldn't even say Satan's wife because she herself is Satan. I mean, Bill's god-awful too. Um, I think he's rotting from the inside. Yeah. From syphilis, as, I think, probably. From... From an array of things, I'm sure, <laughs> and just, like, evil. Um, but speaking of Hillary and Trump and um, just things that we can't accept, the AA people, they have it right with that serenity prayer. And um, I'm going to read it if you've never heard it. But because uh, it's literally what I posted the day of that election. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Neither of these are my dogs. I have a preference as to which way it won't go because... God, I hated Hillary. But um, you know what? It's not in my hands. It's in somebody else's hands at this point. But um, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. And so, honestly, it's kind of like that. If I can, that's a mantra or a prayer that helps me uh, get my head back on my shoulders. And Yep. Well, and the thing that helped me, I guess, because I wasn't a huge fan of Obama, but the thing that helped me get through that was that he only had eight years, and that was, after that, it was done. It does end. It does end. So, guys, Trump, if Trump wins his next election, you know you only got him for four more years, okay? And, I mean, these past four years have flown by with all the... Trump Russia collusion hoax. I mean, just like find a new hoax. Yeah. Right? Or I don't know, you know? just get outside and, you know, take right? up hiking. Go get some fresh air. Go canoeing. Get really into the outdoors. Yeah. Or, yeah, go do that. Find go do that. A thousand different things to do. There's so many better things to do here. than worry about who our president is. So many better things. Oh, and let me just yeah, say this seriously. protesting does nothing. Okay, guys? All the women's marches. Uh, all the outside, oh going outside and screaming at the sky. It didn't fix anything. It is not going to fix anything now. Just please, you know, give yourself a break and just, you know, go inside yourself and find something that you can fix about yourself besides worrying about who our president is. And I don't know. And then let me know if there's any like anti-war marches because, you know, that would actually be a worthwhile cause. Yeah. And might have better hats. I think that the best thing, honestly, I just never, ha- I don't think that protesting does anything. I think that. I don't think it does I think either. that what has really helped change things in recent times has, has been things like the uh, Project Veritas videos that have, that have leaked and have exposed um, the yep. truth, like WikiLeaks even exposed the truth. The, the crumbling of the trust in what is deemed as the authority over us. So the lack of credibility, 
which they're doing to themselves, but also, like you said, Project Veritas and other similar WikiLeaks, um, invest- actual investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like every day that crumbles a little bit more, and you're right, I think... Um, that's really where the you know, change is going to happen. Is It is. And it's like... Because that's where the cha- mind change can happen. Somebody posted something on, maybe it was in our private group, it was like cookies that these kids made that looked like tampons and it was yeah it was like a they were trying to bring awareness to that some people some women don't have access or easy access to feminine hygiene products i was like why did you bake cookies why didn't you just buy a bunch of feminine hygiene products and give them to these women like yeah right well your virtue to signaling is a waste uh, of time so that's what just get out and actually solve the problems that need to be fixed like instead of and that's the thing it's like i get so frustrated with people who want government to fix everything you want government you get so upset at t dot because you have so many potholes in the road well form a gang and start fixing the potholes yourself yeah or do what dominoes did dominoes was fixing potholes because it was disrupting their pizza delivery come on um prop these problems are solvable yeah and we don't need the government to solve them for us yeah but they've kind of just taken away that responsibility from us that ability to or like the need to try and it's like what we were saying with um without actual problems you know it doesn't make everything perfect like the utopia hasn't been reached it just other problems like fake pseudo problems pop up and then that's it's a wonder why depression and anxiety are at such like all-time highs. Because you're not fixing the problem. We're not fixing problems and the problems we're trying to fix don't matter and then like those just keep compounding on themselves and so it's a mess but um you know what you could do you can clean up yourself clean up your room. Yes. Start at home. Start with start the individual. Community start that's literally what it is that's why the women's march was a gigantic joke it's because all these women got together so they could just bitch about who won the presidency (laughs) and complain about how men treat them like whatever um and then the slut walks and all that stuff that happened after that and it's like they're like i'm tired of men treating us like sluts okay half naked well, you're calling yourself a slut in the street. So yeah. what do you think you could possibly do to fix that problem? That's a really simple yeah. one. So I, I whenever I, I hear it's, about people like protesting, I'm just like, I roll my eyes because I think I just honestly feel like protests are a waste of time when you could be out doing something amen. to fix it yourself. Yeah. It's like, like poverty. You know what my church does? Uh, we build ramps we, for people who live in trailer homes and they're, uh, they might have handicaps. Um, yeah. We build ramps for them. We don't, That's nice. we just do it ourselves. Yeah. You're not waiting for the ADA to come in American with disabilities act to come in and tear up their towns. And yep. And it's a lot faster to, than if they, to comply, than if they waited for, you know, we have to get building code approvals and things like that. But, you know, we can get it done faster than if the city were to do it. So. Yep. Again, amen. I I just can't stand it. They just need to get out of our way. 
but they won't let themselves out of our way. We have to remind them that they're obsolete. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, so if there's a problem, fix it yourself. If you can't fix it yourself, find a way to adapt to that health in a healthful way. Um, don't mm-hmm. allow yourself to get stuck in a cycle of anxiety and depression. Break that cycle. Get exercise. Eat right. Talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it, you might be keeping it all in. Talk to somebody. I I had to reach out and talk to somebody. Um, Jesse, can I claim stunning and our stunning and brave um, award tonight? Not me myself, but like to deem it to somebody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of mental health and um, talking to somebody when you need to talk to somebody, um, our stunning and brave award today goes to Anthony Samaroff. And he's the host of the Scottish Libertarian podcast and also the Be Yourself and Love It podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually came to him because I needed help or I thought I needed help with uh, my procrastination problem. But really, he ended up just being a therapist for me for a time where I really needed somebody to listen to me. Yeah. And, you know, that's what he's trained to do. So we were able to meet on Skype, do it overseas and... I'm eternally grateful, Anthony, and I w- I'm sorry we didn't meet up in Scotland, but I'll have to go back and catch up with you then. So, yeah, <sighs> shall we sign out here? Yeah, I think uh, just real quickly, um, I just want to bring um, a shout out to the network we are with, which is uh, Make Liberty Great Again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pod- Wait, is it Make Liberty Great Again Network? <laughs> and then there's the Make Liberty Great Again podcast, which is our um basically what started all of this um and there's all mm-hmm. kinds of uh podcasts under that under our network we've got the techno agorist we've got the thank you for your servers uh the morning drive with david and now we have Le- the uh lesbitarian yeah kim and i think that's it right i think that's it for the moment if i miss somebody i'm so sorry it's late i think there's others in development yeah. so coming soon y'all yep um, and then of course you can find us at, um, voluntary vixens at, um, uh, at, in Instagram, uh, vixens voluntary, um, and Twitter, Twitter. and it's also volunteer. It's like, I think it's voluntary underscore vixens on our Patreon. Uh, we also are the voluntary vixens at, um, on Facebook as well. But we're mostly active on um, Instagram, and I'm getting better about being active on on Twitter because uh, part of the problem just started following us because I retweeted one of their things. So I think it's starting to pick up a little bit if I can just get on Twitter more. Um, but yeah, that's where you'll reach us. And check out more of our friends on the Make Liberty Great Again Network. So we'll catch you next time. But in the meantime, keep it sane. Seriously, we mean that part. Yes. Sane. Keep it peaceful and keep it voluntary.